Let me read a verse from Jeremiah, and then we'll pray. Let our plea for mercy come before you, and pray to the Lord your God for us, for all this remnant, because we are left with but a few, as your eyes see us, that the Lord your God may show us the way we should go and the thing that we should do. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to spend time with the body, and as we seek your word and your wisdom, Lord, we pray that you would lead and we would follow, Lord. I'm thankful to be here. I pray, Lord, that you would give me my breath and uh, calm my nerves, um, that your message would go out, Lord. I want to pray for James and Dawn and their family, that there would be quick healing and that they would be back before we know it, Lord. In your beautiful name we pray. Amen. So I apologize if I start off a little shaky. Talking in front of people isn't normally my forte, but we're going to make the best of it tonight. And I'm probably going to have to drink a lot of this. I get a dry throat. <clears throat> um, so good evening, everyone. And if there's anyone out there I don't know here or on the camera that doesn't know me, my name's Gary Baird, and I'm a deacon here at the church. And my wife... Carrie's over there, and Haley's back there, and Chloe, and my seven-year-old daughter's in the back, Ava, and um, I'm, I'm really happy to be here, but it's been an anxious, it's been kind of a process getting, getting prepared to be up here, and coincidentally, I'm giving a message tonight on anxiety and fear and stress, and <laughs> that's how God works, and he's, he put me right in the middle of it, and, um, and I'm thankful for that. And I think he's the only reason I'm going to get through this tonight. <clears throat> um, I think it's a topic that we can all relate to. There's certainly plenty of stressful things going on in the world today and um, fearful things and things that are making people worry and anxious. And, and lucky for us, God has a lot to say about that. And, and about a month ago, God was reaching out to me in that way and as the election cycle was getting closer and we're aware of world events and just, just too much going on and, and he, he, he started taking me away from things, started taking me away from television, which was a blessing. I mean, I've always not watched very much television, but I really had to stay away from it this time. My phone, same way. I really minimized that. So he's been working on me, leading all the way up to right now. <clears throat> and I kind of like to start by sharing a story with you. Something that, something that happened recently. Actually, it was last Saturday with my, me and my little daughter, Ava. Um, we had made plans on Friday night to go to the reservoir on Saturday, and that's just one of those things that we love to do. We, I mean, we're always doing something, bike rides or this or that, but the reservoir trips are cool. And um, so Saturday rolled around, and then that's what we did. We went to the reservoir. We had this incredible November weather, um, and... And, you know, we walked around the reservoir, and we explored, and we did things, and, and it gives me an opportunity to talk about creation. And I'm always looking for some way to weave God's word into the lives of my daughters. And so we stayed there for about an hour, an hour or so. <clears throat> and um, so anyway, after that, another thing we did, I taught her how to skip rocks, which that was super cool, but... <clears throat> Um, 
So I, we make our way back home, and as we're going home, we, we laughed with each other and said, this was probably the best trip we've ever had in the reservoir. Very thankful for that. What a blessing. So we get home, and she runs upstairs to do, you know, play with her Barbies or do whatever she does, and I'm like, well, I've got some time. I've got a couple hours before I have to be somewhere. So I pull out my phone, you know. I'm like, well, there's a lot going on in the world, so I've got to see what's going on a little bit. Try to keep a minimum, and I scrolling and scrolling, and I see coronavirus stuff, scary, and then I see political stuff, and, and then I see a conversation between a couple or whatnot that, you know, looks like things aren't going the right way, so I'm like, well, I better take a quick glance at that, see if maybe it's something I might have to pray about. Who knows? Maybe I'm just being nosy. At any rate, I'm looking, and I think by the time I got done looking, I was just as mad as the person that posted it, and I wasn't in the mood to pray. I'm like, this phone is, is no good for me, Lord. And, and I looked down and I realized I had just spent the same amount of time destroying my blessing by adding this anxiety and stress and fear into my life through my telephone. And then I, I, I still had some time, so I decided to sit down on the couch and turn on the television. Same thing. Coronavirus, political, trouble, accidents, sin, sin, sin. Couldn't get to the Food Network or the Animal Planet fast enough. And, and they, seriously, they still weave it in there too. But <clears throat> So that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight is those sins or these things that we're doing to bring anxiety and stress to our lives that's out, that, that we have some control of. There are things that we don't have control of. And you know, with our health and our finances, and there's, there's always going to be something, but there's certain things we can control, and I think it, it would be smart for us to do so, <clears throat> especially when there's stress levels are already as high as I've ever seen them for people right now, but <clears throat> we're going to start in the book of Philippians chapter 4, if you'd turn there with me. I keep reaching for this thing for my glasses. So I'm just going to read straight through from 4 through 9. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, and I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. <clears throat> so these verses are pretty much like a recipe for peace. <clears throat> and I want to go through and kind of break that down a little bit and um, see if I can share that with you. Um, so let's go back to, back to verse 4, which I'm going to read it real quick. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And if we're not careful, we might just skim right past that verse and, and not realize just how powerful 
that verse is. <clears throat> and I found a, a section of commentary here that explains it better than I could. So I'm just going to go ahead and read that. We're talking about Christian joy by an author named Jowett. It says, Christian joy is a mood independent of our immediate circumstances. If it were dependent on our surroundings, then indeed it would be as uncertain and unprotected as an unprotected candle burning on a gusty night. One moment the candle burns clear and steady, the next moment the blaze leaps to the very edge of the wick and affords little or no light. One day I am at a wedding, and the next day I stand by the open grave. One day in the ministry I win ten converts for the Lord, and then for a long stretch of days I never win one. Yes, the days are as changeable as the weather, and yet the Christian joy can be persistent. And here's the, the secret. He is with me all days. The prosperous days, the days of adversity, days when the funeral bell is tolling and days when the wedding bell is ringing, all the days, the day of life, the day of death, and the day of judgment. See, the God that we serve is dependable. He's reliable. He's consistent. <clears throat> He's trustworthy. You know, everything that good comes from him. And, and um, when we're trying to avoid stress and anxiety and fear, we can always turn back to that. We can rejoice in the Lord. <clears throat> Again, I will say rejoice with an explanation point. <clears throat> you see, the thing about struggles in our lives is that they're always going to be there. We're not escaping them, and they're not going anywhere soon. And the book of Job says, chapter 5, verse 7, Yet the, the man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. In other words, as the sparks of a fire are innumerable, so will be our troubles. <clears throat> so it would, be, it would be smart for us to try to unwrap this recipe on how we can, how we can get through those struggles, struggles and anxieties and whatnot. So let's, let's move on here to verse 6, where it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And you can draw a few things out of here. I got four things. We should bring it to the Lord in prayer. Um, first, <laughs> not after we communicate with our friends or reach out to everybody and their brother, but just get on your knees. And when it says supplication, and that means to like humbly plead with the Lord or beg the Lord. It means you're serious and that, and that it's really, really important to you. And, and, the, and then it goes on to say thanksgiving, with the heart of thanksgiving. And we of all people have a lot to be thankful for. You know, we, we've always got food. We've always got shelter. We've got houses. We, the Lord has taken good care of us. He gives us clothes. You know, we're, we have a million things to be blessed about. And, and a lot of times it seems like all we're doing is complaining and arguing and, you know, just looking for things to not be grateful about, be bitter about, to argue about. And that's sad, especially in the body. I mean, I'm not saying I see it, but I'm just saying that we know it's out there, and we don't want to be a part of that. We want to be thankful. We want to, and we want to be effective in our prayer. <clears throat> and that's, that's part of the deal. And then I think, as he says, sorry, 
I lost my glasses that I could see both ways. <laughs> I can't find them. Um, let your requests be made known to God. I think we should be specific with that. You know, we should take each problem as it comes. Don't let them build up and don't, you know, don't wait until you're overwhelmed or anxious. Just as they're coming, just take them to the Lord one by one. <clears throat> God's laying out a really good plan here. <clears throat> and then as we move into verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding... Right, right there. I really want some of that. I don't know about you, but um, well, guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. <clears throat> it's easy. It's easy to forget that some of the things we're doing and we're allowing into our lives is certainly not guarding our hearts and our minds. It's it's quite the opposite. And and I think that we need to be more mindful of that, more mindful of the effect that it's having on us, and uh, the detriment that it that that it has, and it's something we can walk away from, or we can learn to control better. And I'm not, I'm just putting this message out there. You know, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Some people are more responsible than others, and I try to be responsible, and it still, it still weaves its way into my life. One way or another, the media, the television, the computers, they're weaving sin in, and they're weaving it in good. It's like they're professionals at it, and, and I feel like that's Satan working on us, and I'm just encouraging you to pay close attention, especially as we get into verse 8 here, what kind of things we should be focused on. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. <clears throat> now, when I think about my phone use, or my, my television use, I would, it doesn't fall in that category. It would never fit that standard. Granted, this is, this is actually a, an example of our Lord Jesus. You know, he's, he's true, he's noble, he's just. But once again, another reason to keep our eyes on Jesus, you know. You could use it two ways. Are you, you could look at the things that you do. Do they fit those qualifications? No, nothing ever will. Jesus fits that bill. You know, just like when Peter was sinking. You know, you just got to keep your eyes on Jesus, and that's what we got to do. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus and not these, I told my wife, I'm not calling my phone my angst box. <laughs> it's my anxiety box, because when I look at it for very long, I'm just not in a good mood anymore. <clears throat> and I think a lot of you are the same way. It just kind of pulls you away from where God wants you to be, and it certainly doesn't fit in that category. <clears throat> Here's another, another quote that I found in my commentary that I, that I thought was good. It says, if a person's thought life is pure, then his life will be pure. On the other hand, if a person's mind is a fountain of corruption, then you can be sure that the stream that flows from it will be filthy also. <clears throat> Verse 9 the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. <clears throat> I think this is a really valuable information. I think that people don't realize that the things that they're maybe searching after, um, 
that they think are going to bring them satisfaction actually aren't. And one of the best gifts that God gives us is, is that peace that surpasses all understanding, among other things, you know, but that's what we're talking about right now. And um, I know in my life, I've got a pretty um, well-run household. My kids are good. We've always been pretty quiet. I really like peace. I like things, I don't like things to be out of, out of control in our house. And, and I don't like anxiety, which God doesn't want us to be anxious. But I felt myself being anxious more this year than I, in, in years past. So that's probably why God led me to this, this message tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to turn to First Peter. You don't need to turn there. I'm just going to read a verse here. First Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. God doesn't want us to spend time being worried or fearful about things that are out of our control. Let me read one more segment from a commentary. Got marked in here about worry, and this is a this is a good explanation here. It says worry is unnecessary. There is no need for us to bear the burdens when he is willing and able to bear them for us. Worry is futile. It hasn't solved a problem yet. Worry is a sin. A preacher once said, worry is a sin because it denies the wisdom of God. It says that he doesn't know what he's doing. It denies the love of God. It says he does not care. And it denies the power of God. It says he is not able to deliver me from whatever is causing me to worry. I kind of get you. And I've heard James say before that worry is a sin. We should be giving those things over to the Lord, but it seems like we more often than not stew over these things and we stress over these things. And some things are small, some things are big. We've got to give them all over to the Lord. And we've got to be faithful to do that because I don't want to see our body stressed or broken down with anxiety. <clears throat> and God doesn't want that for you either. It, makes, it takes away from his purpose for us, which is to be bold. Gentle, but still bold. Um, Worry hasn't solved a problem yet. I think the sooner we learn that, the better off we'll be. I've heard a lot of people talk about being worried. One last thing I'd like to touch on pertaining to this is how destructive this can be um, towards the things that God has purposed for us, you know, Go out and make disciples, communicate. The ministries we're in, when we're, when we're fearful, I mean, a lot of the things that God wants us to do are actually pretty scary. And, and I've experienced that. I mean, I would much rather communicate one-on-one than publicly, but, you know, there's just all these, these things that you have to overcome if you're going to be effective in communicating the gospel. And <clears throat> if we're called to be salt and light and be involved in a type of ministry... It generally isn't somewhere that's going to, it just doesn't, it's not that easy. It's not that simple. <clears throat> and, and that's why it's important to go back to that recipe and seek out scripture and find out what we're supposed to do when fear, anxiety, and stress starts coming over us. And, and especially when it's holding us back from being fruitful and, 
and really being able to be effective, be an effective witness for the Lord. <clears throat> and on that note, if there is anyone listening tonight that doesn't know Jesus as Savior, I pray that the Spirit of God would come upon you tonight, that you would make that decision for the Lord. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And in Romans 10.9, Paul says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. And we pray if there's anyone out there watching tonight, that tonight would be the night. Today is the day of salvation. So I don't know how much time I've talked. It seems like that went by really fast, but I think that I, that's, that's what I got. So with that, I'm going to say a prayer and let you go on your way. Thank you. Lord Jesus, <clears throat> you've taught me a lot recently. You've really tested me and... and uh, brought me to a place that I wouldn't be, Lord. And I want, to, I want to fully put my trust in you. I want to give my struggles over to you. I pray that the body would give their struggles over to you, Lord, that we would trust your word. We know that we can trust you. I pray that you go before us in all ways and all things. I pray that you continue, continue to heal the people that are broken in our church body. And uh, I pray again for James and Dawn. I would like to see them back here as soon as possible, Lord. Give us all over to you in Jesus' name. Amen.